Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. This is episode 10, and we are so glad that you've taken the time to listen to our podcast. I'm George Cannon, and Finding Clarity Podcast is a ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church, and its sole purpose is to provide answers to questions that you maybe have heard or that you are wrestling with and that you're seeking an answer for. And so what we try to do each week is look at one question that's out there and maybe give you a biblical response towards that. And so today we're going to look at another question that seems to really have emerged over the last few years. I would say really has emerged over the last seven years in which people are really struggling with what's going on in the world today the changes in our culture, the changes in American society, an increase of wars, terrorism, ISIS, seems to be a lot more natural disasters, and all of a sudden you have people beginning to say, not very many, but a few, but just enough to add confusion in Christendom, they're beginning to say, we're living in the tribulation now, the time is at hand. So really the question we're going to wrestle with is, are we living in the tribulation? Now, how I'm going to approach this question is, first of all, we're going to look at what the Bible says about the tribulation. When does it start? And we're going to see, based upon that, if we're in the tribulation right now, based upon what the Bible says, when it starts, and then number Two, we're going to look at Jesus' assessment of what's going on in the world. He kind of gave us a warning in the Gospels concerning what would be happening before the time would come. And then what we're going to do is, is we're going to wrap up our segment today by looking at why would people come to a conclusion that we're living in the tribulation right now. So we're going to do those three things. We're going to look at what does the Bible say when it starts. We're going to look at what Jesus says about what's going on right now. And then we're going to look at why would people be all worked up and proclaiming that we're living in the tribulation right now. So let's let's look at it today. First thing we want to do is look at what does the Bible say about when the tribulation starts, and kind of go from there. So before we look at the scripture, let's talk about the tribulation for a moment. What is the tribulation? Also known as the Great Tribulation, it's found, the events of that are found in the book of Revelation, chapters 6 through 18. You'll see that there's a series of judgments, three series of judgments that take place, that describe the events of this great tribulation. And we know from the book of Revelation, as well as from the book of Daniel, that it's a literal seven-year period. It's a seven-year period in which God's wrath is poured out on this world in judgment. Now, the person who says that we're living in the tribulation is looking around and saying, That because of the things that are happening, and especially because of the things that are happening in America right now, we must be living in the tribulation. Now, let me just go ahead and tell you that while that would be a good thought, and maybe there is, maybe I could see where they would come to that kind of conclusion, but I'm going to be honest with you, it's not 
a biblical conclusion. Well, what do you mean by that, George? All these terrible things are happening. Obviously, we're getting close to the end. Yeah, we're getting close to the end. That's true, folks. Every day is getting us closer to the end. However, that does not mean that we have entered into the Great Tribulation. Well, how do you know that, George? Well, the Great Tribulation, or that seven-year period, is known as the 70th week in the book of Daniel. Daniel describes the 70th week. And when you go to chapter 9, he's going to describe that after this first 69 weeks, which is basically the end of the 69 weeks, is when the Messiah is cut off and the city of Jerusalem is destroyed, we see that the 70th week begins with, well, let me read you the verse first of all. It's in chapter 9, verse 27. Then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. But in the middle of the week, he shall bring an end to the sacrifice and the offering. And on the wing of abominations shall be one who makes desolate, even until the consummation, which is determined, is poured out on the desolate. Okay, so what's what's going on here? Well, when we look at this, we're looking, we're seeing several things here. First of all, there's a ruler who will have a covenant or a peace treaty with the nation Israel for a period of one week, or in the book of Daniel, that one week is seven years. Okay, so this ruler, which we know as the Antichrist, is going to establish a peace treaty. He's going to bring peace to Israel for a period of seven years. So the 70th week begins with the establishment of a peace treaty between the ruler, the Antichrist, and Israel. Now, in the middle of those seven years, this ruler or Antichrist is going to stop the temple operations. So, obviously, during the seven years, the temple is going to be rebuilt and it's going to resume functions again. And he's going to stop those functions. And it says that he will make the temple desolate with his abomination. Now, a couple of things we can see right off the bat. This is the beginning of the tribulation and even some events that are taking place in the tribulation being described here. First thing we can see is this. He's saying that that 70th week begins with the establishment of a peace treaty. Okay, so let's stop. Right off the bat, we can say we're not living in the tribulation right now. Well, how can you say that, George? All these terrible things are happening. I can say that because nobody has established a peace treaty that brings peace to the Middle East and brings peace to Israel. Nobody. Now, you can watch the news. You can see that every president for the last, since Israel, the modern state of Israel has come into existence, has tried to establish a peace treaty or bring about a peace treaty. The Chinese are trying to do it. The Russians are trying to do it. Nobody's able to do it. The British are trying to do it. The UN's trying to do it. Nobody has brought about this peace treaty. So there's no peace treaty right now. Number one reason why we're not living in the tribulation.
Number two, there's no temple in Jerusalem. The Temple Mount that we know of as the Temple Mount there right now is a is a, a Muslim mosque, the Dome of the Rock, sitting there. So right off the bat, from the scripture, we can tell that the tribulation has not started. Now, that you say, okay, that's fine, but what in the world's going on with all this other stuff, George? What about the terrorism and ISIS and, and these natural disasters and tornadoes and, and earthquakes and famines and, and war? It seems like war's breaking out everywhere. And what about all that, George? What, what about all of that? Isn't that pointing to the fact that we're living in the tribulation? And I'm going to tell you right now, no, it doesn't point to that. In fact, the Lord Jesus himself explains to us that this is all part of what's to take place before the end, or even before what I would consider part of the end, the tribulation, takes place. What do you mean? Well, if you go to Matthew, it's actually in all three of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. If you go to Matthew chapter 24, verse 4, through verse 14, he's going to give us an assessment of what's going on here. All right, so let's look. Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name and say, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilence, earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. You will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. There will be many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Because lawlessness will be abound and the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. Then the end will come. Okay, so let's just stop for a moment. Let's take a look at what Jesus is saying here. First of all, he's telling you, don't let anybody deceive you about what's going on in the world right now. And right now, folks, can I be honest with you? There are lots of people who want to point to all the events and, and, and they want to distract you. They want you to buy their books and they're, you know, they're talking about this, that, or another. And it, all of it is, is to get you distracted from the reality that we are moving to the end, but the end's not here. And he says, listen, you'll hear of wars and rumors of wars. Folks, we can't even turn on the radio every day or the TV or look on the Internet without seeing that there's some sort of conflict rising up somewhere. You'll hear of these kind of things. But listen, he says right off the bat, verse 6, don't be troubled by that. Don't get worked up. Don't be troubled by it. Because the end is not yet. He says, you'll see nation rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. He said, there'll be famines, pestilence, pestilence, diseases, earthquakes in various places. And here's what he said. 
And these are the beginning of sorrows. These are like the birth pangs. What is that? The labor pains. You know, when a, when a, when a woman is carrying a child when she's pregnant, she goes through false labor in preparation for when the birth comes. These, these are all the birth pangs. These are all the preparation for what's coming. And I think it's very interesting. He said, you're going to face persecution during this time. You're going to suffer. Christians, believers in Christ are going to suffer. And here's what he says. Ultimately, but one thing that nobody talks about is, is that the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the world as a witness to all the nations. Now, the word nations there is, it refers ethnicities, ethnic groups. Now, I can already tell you right now, that hasn't taken place. There are more than 5,000 people groups who have not heard the gospel. So right now, Jesus is saying to us, don't get all worked up by what's going on around us, but rather realize that these are all moving. These are events that are happening because we're moving to the end. You just need to be aware of that. So Jesus is saying we're not living in the tribulation. The final section I said I would talk with you about is this. Why are some convinced that we're living in the tribulation? Well, let me first of all tell you, I've really only heard that among North Americans. I haven't really heard that from Christians in other places around the world. Because... I think it's a phenomenon with North Americans to believe all of a sudden that we're living in the tribulation because I I think three things. Number one, we're not comfortable with the changes in American society. You know, the reality is, is I think everybody recognizes, especially in the last eight to ten years, that there has been a shift in society to where it's becoming more secular and less Christian. And the things that we once thought was right and the institutions that we once thought were right are now seen as wrong. And what was wrong is now seen as right. And and and, and we're finding ourselves in a place where we're not comfortable with what's going on. So therefore, we must be in a tribulation because all these things are going. Didn't it say that people's love would grow cold? First thing, we're not comfortable. Second thing is this. I And, you know, this might be controversial, but I, I, I'll need to put it out there. It's possible that the folks who believe this have put the United States of America in some special place in God's plan. For some reason, in fact, you know, there's some research that was done by Lifeway. There's a significant portion of Americans that believe that America is God's special nation. Yes, Israel is, but America is God's special nation. Here's the problem with that. The problem is that simply because an American Christian leader tells you that doesn't mean it's true. Simply because an American Christian leader tells you that doesn't mean it's true. How can you say that, George? Because all these credible guys are saying that. How can you say that they're wrong? Well, the reason why I can say that they're wrong in saying that is this. The Bible doesn't talk about America as having a special place. It only talks about one nation as having a special place. That's Israel. And from Genesis all the way to Revelation, 
It's really a story about Israel and God's plan for Israel. And we as Gentiles are included in that through the church. He doesn't talk about America. And so you have folks who basically see America having this special place. And to be honest with you, that's really patriotic rhetoric. It's not found in the scripture. Here's the other thing that I think is interesting. Because of the prosperity that we've had in the U.S., and because now that we are are enduring some economic hardship, and, and for a lot of folks, a lot of economic hardship, we have a hard time. We've We've kind of embraced a prosperity theology that everything's supposed to go okay and everything's supposed to be a blessing. And, and we have a hard time with the concept of suffering. And because things are turning up now as far as difficulties and because things are not, we're not comfortable with, with things not going our way and we're not comfortable with our society no longer looking at us in a favorable light, we must be living in the tribulation. And what I'm going to say to you is this. None of that has anything to do with whether or not the tribulation is starting. If anything, we need to come to a perspective that if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, hardship and suffering is a part of your life. And as far as America's place in the Bible, America is one Gentile nation among many Gentile nations. And what my scripture reads, which is what your scripture reads, is that the Gentile nations will be judged. We don't have a special place. Israel has a special place. Finding Clarity podcast is really an opportunity to wrestle with some questions, try to come to some conclusions that are based on the Bible. We've tried to do that today with this question. I'm sure that maybe somebody listening didn't agree with me. That's okay. Get in contact with me. Tell me your argument. Help me to see it from the Bible. That's the first one. Help me to see it from the Bible. But what we want to do is answer your question. So it may be that you have a question that you would like to share with us. I would encourage you, get in contact with us. How can we do that, George? Well, you can go to our website, CurbinsvilleChristian.org. There's a contact page there. And you can fill out the form and send us a note. Or you can come to our church. If you attend here, just kind of let me know. If you don't attend here, if you don't have a place that you call a church home that you attend, we would encourage you to come to our church. We're at 700 State Street, Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania, and our service starts at 1045. You can come and come as you are. You don't have to worry about dressing up. It's a very casual service, and we would encourage you to come out. You can find our podcasts on Facebook, facebook.com, Finding Clarity Podcast, or you can find it on the website, or you can go to the app store and you can get our church app, Kerwinsville Christian Church. If you just search at the app store or Google Play, you'll see our church app and you can access the media there. Now, we trust that you'll have a good week. Next week, we talked a little about the issue of suffering today and the hardship that Americans have with dealing with it. So we're going to talk about that. Why does God allow bad things to happen? It's probably going to be a several-week process for us to go through this. 
but we're going to wrestle with that question. So until the next time, we trust that you'll have a good day.